All right, tonight, you know what's funny is um, I didn't plan any of this at all, okay? You guys are probably like, clearly, we can see that you didn't plan. <laughs> wow, big shocker there, Tom. Um, you didn't plan any of this? That's weird. Um, Bethany is definitely more of the planner um, in, in that world. But it's interesting because tonight I want to talk to you about, about transition, um, this is where uh, Kristen would put a cool graphic that I had up for transition. So imagine that. Yeah, right there. That's it. Perfect. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Bethany was even like, um, "Did you know? You, like, you put pictures out there for them to show tonight." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I know that now. It's okay." Um, I want to talk to you about transition because transition often creates an opportunity for conflict, right? I don't, I mean, maybe you guys haven't ever experienced that, but anytime there's transition, usually I find there's some level, some form of conflict. Is anyone else? Maybe. Okay. I see some head nodding. Okay. And it seems like our lives, even now, right? We're in this constant and we're all, this is life, right? In life, we are constantly in this transitional period, right? Like I, I think, um, it's always funny. Like the joke when you think about like people who, um, like maybe they're dating. And so if, if, if a couple's dating, right, the question's always like, when are you guys getting engaged? Right. And then once they get engaged, it's like, Hey, when are you getting married? And then maybe it's like, when are you going to buy a house? And when are you going to get a pet? And when are you going to have kids? And when are you going to have another kid? And when are you going to stop having kids? Like that was, that was like, uh, so like, is this like, like what, what's happening here? Um, but like, there's this constant, like even in our own lives that something is always pushing us into more transition. Like it's very, it's very seldom that someone ever looks at me and like, um, so you're done now, right? Like you're good, right? No, like the question is usually what's next? Like, what do you, wh what are you going to do next? Right. Okay. So, um, so you guys have done X, Y, Z and done this. And like a buddy of mine always says, is like, well, yeah, yeah you're, you're going to be the weird church that literally has a food truck, whatever, man. Um, but what are you going to do after the food truck? I'm like, I don't know yet. <laughs> we'll see. And it'll probably be weird and it probably won't make sense, but it'll work. But for us, we've never been really a people. I, I, I think when you think about people that I know who've really said, Hey, let's just be in this moment and enjoy it. And I think there's elements of that that's okay. I think there's also elements of that that is not okay. And I think part of the challenge has been that, that, that drive for that transition, that drive for that next, has actually kept us from just being in the presence of God sometimes. Because we're so eager for something else. We're so eager for the next moment, for the next gifting, for the next platform, Ford truck, um, whatever it is, right? Uh, this is as good as it gets right here, guys. Some people are like, man, I want to preach to thousands. I want to preach from a Ford pickup truck. And it's like my bucket list. You can scratch it off for me, Beth. She keeps the bucket list for me because I'm not that organized. But but like we, we are so consumed often to do and to do and to, to, to obtain and all of these things that sometimes we miss the opportunity to just be in the moment with God. And that can be, that can be good. I mean, it can appear to be a good thing because it's, it can be a, a bit religious, right? Like we, can, we can tie ourselves to things that 
we feel like, hey, we got to do these things because God's going to be happy if I do these things. You know, like if I if I give to this or if I or if I uh, a volunteer to this or whatever it is. Uh, don't get me wrong. This isn't a message to say stop volunteering and stop giving. <laughs> um, but what we know is that transition is necessary in life. Like there, there is nothing that you can do to get out of transition. It's going to happen. But I wonder how many of us don't get into that next season because we stay so frustrated in our moment of transition. Because when you get frustrated during transition, you can like get stuck there. It's very easy. I saw um, I saw this week, and I thought um, I, I thought this was so good, and I'm probably going to quote it wrong because I didn't write it down, and I just put it in my short term memory, and I don't think it went to long term. All of it, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you what I remember it to be. There is a difference between a I'm going to get this right. I think I'm going to say this right. There's a difference between a rut and a divot. I think, is it, is it, is another word? Well, I wasn't going to say that. That sounds scary. Um, (laughs) But a rut and a divot. Because a divot is like intentional. Like it's something you, you plan to put somewhere. Whereas a rut just, it happens. Right? People get stuck in ruts. Um, people plan for divots. I think I'm saying that right. And I'll look it up later and I'll remember what it was. And I'll be like, man, that would have been way more effective if I would have said that word, but it'll, it'll work for now. But I want us, I want us to talk about transition for a minute because typically we aren't creatures who like change. Like change is difficult. It throws off routines. It throws off schedules. It throws off bedtimes. It throws off snack times, cereal time for Tom, um, whatever it is. But we know that transitions are necessary, right? And people, and what's funny is I'm reading my notes here and I'm like, oh, I remember what I was going to do with that and I can't do anything that I was going to do there. So I'm just going to, my hands are now going to be what they were. Um, But people often see their life and when they look back on their life, they look at moments and and this may or may not make sense. This is what I wrote down and so I feel like it's going to make sense. But there are like, and I, and I think of my life like this, there are different landing pads that I've been on in my life, like different sections of my life that I can remember. This is what was going on. This is, this was, it was like safe here on this landing pad. Like I remember being there. I remember how good it was. Um, and what I try to forget is the, the time between that landing pad and the other landing pad that I was at. Because every time I think about that, I remember, oh, that sucked. Like that didn't feel good. It was, it was difficult, it was challenging, it was hard, it was uncomfortable. There were tears, sweat, blood, whatever it was, right? And oftentimes what happens is you may be on a pad right now that feels really nice and secure. But God may be wanting to take you to this other level. And what often happens to us is soon as we start to step into that time of transition, you will be met with opposition. That's what happens. You will be met with opposition. And the easiest thing to do in that moment is to go back to the landing pad that you were just on. It's a lot more work to press in to get up to that next place. But I know that in my life, as I look back, each step, each place that I got myself, it got better and it got better and it got better and it got better. 
It didn't mean the transition in between wasn't great. <laughs> it, it, ask Beth. We've had some rough transition in our lifetime. <laughs> She's like, amen. Mm-hmm. He knows. Trust me, you should have seen him before, girls. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good or amen or a bad amen now. I feel bad. Um, so, like, and this is what got me thinking about this. Last week, um, last week it felt like fall slapped us in the face. Did it not? It was like all of a sudden, now I get, like, super excited because flannel right like yes 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 yes. even though i still wear them in the summer but still yes but i've been like i've been in this weird situation where and i'm sure other people have felt this and when i felt it this last i think it was like two days ago that's what got me onto this whole idea of transition was when i get into my truck in the morning i turn the heat on when i go to leave the church at the end of the day, I go in, and it's blowing hot air at me, and I'm sweating. And so I have to flip it back to the AC, and it's 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 not great because I have to flip it back to the cold, and then I have to push the AC button for it to like really do what it's supposed to do. And to be quite honest with you, it's a very simple disruption in my life, but it annoys me. I mean, I, y'all is like, man, he's got some serious issues if he's getting annoyed for having to turn his truck to AC instead of heat. I'm sorry, okay? I'm not perfect, people. Um, but as I thought about that, like that little disruption, and even even in my wardrobe, I have to fold my sleeves up at a certain point, or, and it's really hard for me to do that, okay? It took me a long time to learn the sleeve fold. There's a lot of people that can't fold a sleeve, guys. Um, and usually people, like, because I'll wear my flannel, they will then, you know, bust my chops a little bit and they'll be like is that where you keep your cigs you know and it's it's usually just a laughing thing but um anyways but it's just these little disruptions and if you think about transition that's what transition is it's just tons of little disruptions to get you to the next place granted i'm not always going to switch from heat to cool because i live in ohio it's eventually going to stay on hot for a while right i mean that's it's what's going to happen and the question I want you to be thinking about tonight is, are you seeing any disruptions in your daily walk that is leading you into your next relationship with the Father, into that deeper place that God is bringing you to? And I think this is an important question because if you look around and things are steady, and they've been steady for a very, 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 very long time, that can sometimes feel like success. But sometimes that can actually be stagnation and not success. It's really easy for us to get comfortable where we feel like I got enough of the word. I know what to do. I know what to do. I've kind of dealt with some of these things and I feel pretty good that at least my outward appearance, people are going to be okay with me <laughs> and I'll just get through that. But we have to be careful to not get so comfortable that we don't look at our lives and say, am I, am I being drawn into a deeper connection with the Father right now? Or is something keeping me from that? Because as much as we don't like those disruptions, those changes, those moments of stretching, they are a necessary part of our growth. It has to happen. There is, I've never experienced growth without experiencing transition. 
I just haven't. And I want to explain this a little bit. And this is where I was going to have some really cute pictures. Um, I want to talk about my little puppy, Shama. Okay. By the way, Shama is growing quite rapidly. Um, this is a dog that will get bigger and bigger and bigger. So we meet puppy, right? Um, I don't know, a few months ago, I guess a month ago, month and a half ago or so. When we first go out and we meet this puppy, uh, sweet puppy, love puppy, great puppy. Puppy loves kids, licks kids, amazing, love puppies, okay? Weeks later, we get puppy. Puppy's in the truck, puppy's doing awesome, puppy's great, great puppy, good puppy, love puppy, love puppy. Then puppy starts barking at night. I don't know if you know that they did that. I didn't know that. We hadn't actually really heard the puppy ever bark until at night we had to put her away and we were not with her. And then puppy barked like all night. And I was like, oh, this is going to be weird um, for the neighbors because we have loud fans. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, we did warn most of our neighbors. So second night, I'm like, this is going to get better. Uh, more, more puppy barking um, second night. Lots of puppy barking. So much puppy, bu puppy barking that a neighbor who lives literally in a road that is like, it's, you can't even get to our street from that road. Like They had to like drive around. So you guys know where we're at. They lived on Norma. And I'm happily mowing my grass while my puppy's put away because I'm afraid I'm going to mow over it, right? I mean, I'm trying to be a good steward of my puppy. And the puppy is barking, losing its mind in the pen. And I'm like, sorry, puppy, I'm saving your life right now. Next thing I know, the, they're flagging me down. Judah is like screaming for me. And they're like, there's a guy waiting for you. And that guy was coming over because they had heard my puppy all night. And they were worried about the puppy. So much that in the middle of the night, he drove over down the road to try to peek back and see if the puppy was injured or hurt or whatever it was. And so I was like, this puppy needs to stop barking. And I just said, sorry, bro. It's just going to take a little bit of time. She'll adjust. So puppy has now adjusted. And so it's like, okay, she's not barking at night. She's totally cool. She goes in the pit. She's happy. She's great. Puppy is playful. Puppy now likes to bite. Um, Puppy has sharp teeth, <laughs> like legit sharp teeth. And uh, um, I have kids. Remember the thing earlier about like when are you going to stop having kids? And so we, our kids are now getting bit by puppy. Um, and my wife is being bit by puppy and my wife is scared of puppy. Um, so, so now we're like, okay, wait a minute. Um, you know, Bethany, Bethany has had multiple calls with me in the last week that it's like, what have we done? <laughs> we have made the biggest mistake of our life right now. And the reality is what we've got is we've got Shama going through some serious transition of her own, right? Like she is, she's been taken from her mama and her brothers and her sisters. She's placed into the new pack, right? She's learning all these things. She's been, all these things have happened for her. And it's so, it's just weird. It's different for her. And at the same time, we are now going through some transition as we learn all things puppy. And, but what's happening to me is as we're going through this transition, I am beginning to learn. I'm beginning to study. I'm begin beginning to develop new skills. 
I'm learning a lot of things that I didn't know. I'm having experiences that I didn't have before. And all of that, all of that is actually good for me. It doesn't necessarily feel good right now. But as we have little wins with puppy, it is good. Like it's it's a good experience as we had like this morning I was like Beth look I I, I got her to sit now, um, and I want to make a joke that I like ratchet strap her down I don't do that she just sits it's good it's it's all healthy and safe, um, like all of those little wins are exciting for us right and and she's getting a little bit better at biting and all this stuff and that's good and in our walk with Christ we need to experience transition because it often leads us into that deeper place like. I wouldn't have learned all of the things that I've learned if I hadn't experienced that transition. Like if puppy came home and puppy was just like chill and was like, hey, is it cool if I just lay on your deck and just hang out? Because if that's cool, that's what I'm going to do. And I would be like, I like puppy. But that's not what's happened, right? There's transition. And it's the same way in our walk with Christ. But see, people are so terrified of these transitions that they allow themselves to sit idle. Deuteronomy 31.8. Go ahead and put that up, Kristen. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> it says, <laughs> it says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. We have recited this. We have hung it on our walls, but have we hung it in our hearts, guys? Like we are so fearful of transition. We are so fearful of change. But if we understand what the word of God says to us, it says he goes before us. He will be with you and he will not leave you or forsake you. We need to apply this to the lining of who we are, right? We need to understand and believe that he is good and that he will be with us in all of these things. We can get so tore up and so worked up and so distraught. Or we can apply the word of God to every situation that we run into. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter how, how, how messed up it is. We need to be able to look and say, you know what? The Lord has already gone before me, and he's going to be with me. And it's going to be okay, and we're going to figure this out. I have um, a family member of mine who has been, has been dealing with some crazy transition, okay? Crazy transition. And it's been like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. And this last week, something crazy happened to him and his wife. And I, and I said to him, I said, listen, you got to chill out, man. <laughs> like, we either trust God that God's going to take care of everything or we don't. Simple as that. And it's like, well, yeah, but this is just crazy. It's so hard. It's, this, this is so much. It's so much to handle right now. And I'm like, I get it. But we either trust him or we don't. And what's crazy is the biggest thing that was just literally making him lose his mind, his wife in literally tears, she's, she's bawling her eyes out. Three days later was the only, that whole transition that they were terrified of was the whole reason that they were about to get the blessing that they got. And he called me and he was like, uh, so you remember how we were like super stressed about that? I was like, yeah, well... Because that happened, that's the only reason why this is now happening, and it's amazing and glorious and, and awesome. And see, in the moment, in the transition, it feels chaotic and it feels crazy, but we have to understand, we have to trust who he is. Like, we have to trust who he is. And it becomes this game of trust between us and God, like, where we determine, do we truly trust him? I went through a leadership training program, which clearly was useless, but I went through this leadership training program called Claremont 2020 years ago, okay? 
And in this program, I had to go with, I think there was a dozen or two dozen of us, um, complete strangers, leaders all across Claremont County. It was a Claremont County program. And we literally just went and bunked with people that we had no clue who they were. Like literally, it was just like, you're just going to show up. You're going to meet everybody. You're going to stay at this camp for like two days. No outside communication, like, this is it. You're going to come, and you're just going to work with these leaders. And we had, and, and literally, it was like the first day, first day we get there, and they're like, all right, come out, come out to the woods. And I, I think I've told you we had to, we had to walk on a, a like a tightrope wire, like across these two telephone poles. First off, I had to climb up a telephone pole, which is much higher than that telephone pole, just for the record, significantly higher. Climb up to the top of it, and then walk, and I'm, I'm telling you, it was, the poles were at least from that pole to this tree and wire in between and I had to walk across that wire this way and someone else walked towards me on that way and then we had to pass each other in the middle and walk all the way to the other side and climb down that was fun um, and then you had to do a lot of different things like the trust fall you guys ever seen the trust fall right someone stands up and you're all there and they fall back from like six feet or whatever and you catch them now I will warn you Bethany has also done this. And Bethany and her team dropped their boss. Yes, their boss. They were doing the trust. Bethany was already nervous and scared the entire she was nervous and scared before they even said anything. And literally her boss gets up and she's like, "I'll go first. I'm not worried. I trust you guys. This is going to be great. It's going to be great." And literally dropped her on the ground. Yeah, so that wasn't great. But, like, it is a game of trust between us and God. Like, are we actually going to trust him? And, like, Shama is figuring that out, like, with me now. And my entire family is experiencing it with me. Like, if they're going to trust me to figure this thing out so this puppy doesn't attack them for the rest of their lives. But with God, it's important that your relationship with him be founded in trust. Because we have to lean into his instruction. His leading. We have to trust that it is good, guys. We have to trust it. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Psalm 32, 8. See, this is, it's stated so many times in the word that we have to trust him. And I say this over and over and over, but we need to believe the word of God, guys. We have to believe it to a point that we allow that to guide us in every decision that we make. If the scripture tells us that he will lead us in this way, then we have to trust his word that he will lead us. And if you decide that any of it is untrue, then you've just resolved that all of it is untrue. That's just, that's the reality of it. We can't sprinkle in and take little bits and pieces and say, I like this, but I don't like this. Like the whole trusting him and putting, putting all my faith in him, that's a really hard thing for me to do. And see, when we trust in who he is and in what he says, we have the confidence to go through these types of transitions and not leap back to the previous pad that we were just on. We have to trust him in this. I mean, thank God that he is a patient God, right? I mean, 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some would count slowness, but he is patient towards you. Not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Some of us look at the lack of God's movement in a specific area, and we call it slowness. We get frustrated. 
we get disappointed. And it may be a time where God's applying patience in your life because he's been waiting for you to move on something that he's been telling you to move on for years or decades. How many times have we found ourselves begging God to move in a situation, but we continue to live as if we don't trust him? See, transition is part of what's bringing us closer into the fullness of who he is. We have to embrace transition. And so you, you might say that you're in a season of transition, or maybe you feel like you've never gotten out of your season of transition. <laughs> maybe you feel like you're in a constant state of transition. But what I want you to understand is what the Word of God says. Deuteronomy 31.8, he will be with you, right? Psalm 32.8, he will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Now, it's very easy to listen to everyone else and what everyone else is telling you. And it's even easier because this is what we typically do. We call and ask everyone else their opinion. Sometimes we ask for everyone else's opinion before we actually take our needs or concern to God. We ask someone else, what should we do? How should I handle this? Where should I go? Instead of just leaning in and saying, God, I trust you to give me good counsel in this. I trust you to lead me in this. I trust you to point me in the right direction. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? We need to get back. Listen, every single one of us, we need to get back to leaning into him. This this concept, and, and I've probably said it multiple times in prayer because it's something that I have been working through is the process of leaning into him. See, because I think sometimes our, um, our independence keeps us from what God has for us. Let me explain that. Um, as your children get older, they become independent. And sometimes in their independence... They're going to make their own decisions without ever consulting you, right? I mean, my kids have done that. Or they make some sort of decision. They don't engage with me. After they've made that decision, they've experienced something. They go, uh, this was not maybe <laughs> the right thing to do. <laughs> and they get themselves in a position and that place, that placement that they're in is because of their independence, right? Because they wanted to experience that freedom. And thank God that he gives us the freedom to choose. But unfortunately, we have to experience what happens because of some of the choices that we choose. And it's so easy for all of us to point at everyone else as to why things have gone wrong in our life. It doesn't, listen, it doesn't matter. And I say this all the time. I say this all the time in my house because we can get caught up trying to figure out the answer to why. Bethany loves to try to figure out the answer to why. She's all about it. And I'm more of a guy that I'm like, it doesn't, what does it really matter? It I mean, it is what it is. Like that's, that's kind of more my approach. You know, it is what it is. What happens next, right? What, what becomes of this because of what happened, right? 
There's nothing that we can do to replay what happened. There's nothing we can do to change what's happened. But what we can do is now we can now move in a different way because of what we've experienced. And so many people are stuck in transition because they're too frustrated about why they're in that transition. Instead of being focused on where God is taking them and we need to trust him in it. We need to trust him in it. We need to understand that transition is natural. I'm telling you right now as a church, we are going through transition. <laughs> it's what, listen, that's why. So yesterday I was leading a Bible study for, I, I think I told you guys every Friday morning I do a Bible study with different leaders in the logistics industry. Okay. A group of us come together and do this. And uh, it was my week to lead. And so I led and I talked about this. Um, I didn't talk about this. I talked about, um, I actually talked about boldness. And uh, right at the beginning, the guy said, um, so pastor, what's, uh, what, are you, what are you preaching on this weekend? And I told him the honest truth. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he's like, wait, you don't know yet? You don't already have it ready? I was like, nope. And he said, uh, um, I said, I honestly never know what we're doing. I said, last week, I really screwed everyone up. And I, I flipped everything around and we did all this stuff. And, and, and I told him, I said, we are in transition as a church. And there's a lot of things that God is leading us to just do. And sometimes that can feel um, chaotic. <laughs> uh, sometimes it can feel different. Sometimes it can feel strange. Sometimes it doesn't always fit the schedule exactly the way we anticipated or do exactly what we... I will say that I have not gotten bit by a single bug. So this is... We're totally working out for me right now. Because I totally thought the bug thing would be a thing and it would be an issue for me. But what I'm saying to you is that in transition, for all of us, it's all about how we react to transition. And we have to... Listen... We have to react in a posture that says, I trust God in my transition. That's what our posture should look like. That no matter how chaotic it is, no matter how frustrating it is, no matter how much you feel like you are in lack or you are in plenty, our response should be a response that shows a posture of trust with the Father. Because I will tell you this, when you are living and you are responding in that way, you will be at peace. And when you don't, you will feel anxious. And I despise anxiousness with everything in me. It's one of those things that makes me want to lose my marbles, kids. And I'm telling you that this anxiousness that has come upon the body of Christ is meant to keep you from where God has intended you to be. But when we trust him, when we trust him the way that his word encourages us to, it's gone.